0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Old Time Radio Forever. This week, we go back to the comedy genre, and we go to 1941 with Jim and Marion Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly. One of the recurring characters on Fibber McGee and Molly was Molly's Uncle Dennis. Uncle Dennis was a moocher (laughs) that Fibber really detested. Uh, Uncle Dennis was always looking for the next get rich quick scheme, and it drove Fibber absolutely crazy because usually Fibber was the butt of his jokes and always came out on the losing end financially. We go back to November 26th, 1940, for a visit from Uncle Dennis on old time radio forever.
1: (laughs) The Johnson Wags program. The makers of Johnson's wax and Johnson's self polishing blowcoat present Biver McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Don't Hold Everything. Uh-oh. And you go shopping, stop a moment just before you're ready to pay your bill and ask yourself, haven't I forgotten anything? Isn't there something that comes in a red and yellow package that I was going to buy? Oh, yes, Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. <laughs> That's better. It would really be too bad not to have glow coat in the house. Imagine going back to the tiresome, back-breaking job of floor scrubbing. Makes you tired to think of it, doesn't it? Seriously, it would be bad. Bad for you and bad for your linoleum. Because continual scrubbing ruins linoleum. Glow coat, on the other hand, protects linoleum. Protects it against scratches, wear, and dirt. Protects it with a hard, beautiful polish that keeps the colors fresh and bright. Johnson's Glow Coat is called self polishing because it needs no rubbing or buffing. Just apply and let dry. If you aren't already a Glow Coat user, try just once, won't you? <laughs> If you remember, last week, Fibber and Molly took the train down to visit Uncle Dennis, only to find that Uncle Dennis had taken the train up to see them. Oh, you don't remember that? Well, then, it's a good thing I told you, because here, just opening the front door of 79 Wistful Vista, after a week away from home, we find Fibber, McGee, and Molly.
2: Heavenly days, what's been going on in here?
3: Boy, what a mess. Cigar butts, poker chips, empty glasses, oh. dirty dishes, cold bucket tipped over, and a half a sandwich here. Look. Hey, do you suppose there's been a tramp in here? Let me see that sandwich. Huh? Aha! Rye bread, liver sausage,
2: Bermuda onion, peanut butter, sardines, and grape jelly. Mm.
3: <laughs> what, no whipped cream? <laughs>
2: McGee, there's only one person in the world who would concoct a sandwich like that. Molly,
3: you mean... Yes. Uncle Dennis has been here. Oh. Well, why did he have to leave the place in such a mess uh, as this? Look at it. Looks like the tank corps held a dance in here and forgot to get out of their tank.
4: <laughs>
3: Didn't he ever live in a house before? Oh,
2: now take it easy, dearie. Take it easy. I will admit Uncle Dennis gets a little primitive sometimes. After all, he's part Indian, you know. Yeah,
3: I know. You can tell by those high hip bones. You mean
2: high cheekbones?
3: When I get through kicking him around, his hip bones will be higher than his cheekbones.
4: <laughs>
3: that big so-and-so's been hanging around here. We won't have a friend left in the whole neighborhood, Molly. Oh,
2: now, McGee, you oh. take Uncle Dennis too seriously. Uh. Personally, I'm very fond of him. And now, don't forget, he gave me away when we were married.
3: Molly, I, I, I don't want to bust any illusion for you, but he didn't give you away. He sold you.
2: What do you mean, he sold me? Well,
3: he waited till the organ started to play and then says to me he wouldn't go through with it unless I loaned him $25. <laughs> Chuck, I didn't want to spoil the wedding. I so see.
2: I... So you paid him the 25
3: huh? Well, no, I didn't. I finally got him down to 9 bucks. <laughs> And I must say, Molly, I never regretted it.
2: Well, thank you, Diddy. I'm always glad when one of your business ventures turns out well. Now, come on, help me get this house straightened out. Okay. I'll answer the phone. You straighten these chairs and things around. 79 Whistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Who? Oh, no, Mr. Dennis Driscoll is no longer here. Thank goodness. No, no, he left town. Good. What's that? No, never mind. Just cancel the order. Cancel the order? Who's that? Oh, some florist, I guess. Oh. He wanted to know if Uncle Dennis wanted his usual four roses sent over today.
3: <laughs> he may love flowers, but he's got a grudge against education. There's three dead teachers in the wastebasket. <laughs> We got five days' work getting this house in order again and two years making friends again with the neighbors. Oh,
5: Uncle Dennis. Uncle Dennis. Hmm. Hi, Uncle Dennis. Oh, (laughs) you can't fool me. You're not Uncle Dennis.
3: Thanks, sis. I never had a finer compliment. (laughs) Well, what do you want with the old coot?
5: He is not an old croop. He's a nice man. He told me some dandy stories. Oh. Only he didn't finish the last one. Oh.
3: What story was he telling you?
5: Jack and the Beanstalk.
3: Jack and the Beanstalk? Mm-hmm. You mean you never heard that feeble old fable before?
5: <laughs> oh, sure I did. But not like Uncle Dennis tells it, I betcha. Oh. See, he's super. Oh,
3: he is, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, let's have a sample of his literary virtuosity.
5: All righty. In the... Hmm?
3: I says, how did he tell about Jack and the Beanstalk?
5: Well, Uncle Dennis said that once upon a time there was a young punk named Jack. Ooh. And he and his old lady were practically down to their last box top. <laughs> yeah, and then the old girl came through with a nifty that to get him out from under the FHA. <laughs> that
3: sure sounds like Uncle Dennis. I'd recognize the sheer beauty of that prose place. Go on with the narrative.
5: Hmm.
3: Um. I says go on. Proceed.
5: I can't. He didn't tell me the rest. Oh. Can you? Hmm, can you please, Mister?
3: Well, I don't know if I can approach Uncle Dennis's flashy style, but I'll take a whirl at it.
5: Okay. <laughs> go on. Gee, that'll be fun. Of yeah. It, well, uh, yeah. as
3: I remember, Jack sold the cow for a handful of Boston caviar. Beans to you, sis.
4: <laughs>
5: Beans to you too, Mister. <laughs>
3: Well, sir, his old lady was so burned up, she threw the beans out the window. And they mm-hmm. grew up to the stratosphere overnight. Jack shinnied up the stalk, knocked off a giant, and came home with enough gold to make Fort Knox look like a penny arcade. Mm-hmm. And so they lived solvently ever after and all stuff like that.
4: Well,
3: <laughs> uh, what's the matter?
5: Oh, it's okay, mister, but I don't know. Hmm? Uncle Dennis gets a lot more personality into it, I bet. you.
3: Oh. oh, he does, does he? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm getting tired of hearing that guy's name. And if I never see his face again, that'll be all right, too.
5: What's the matter with his face?
3: I just don't like it. If I had a face like his, I wouldn't show it.
5: Yeah, and he said if he had a show like yours, he couldn't face it.
3: That kid, that kid gets in my hair. She's too impudent.
2: That's impudence. Huh? The emphasis on the second syllable.
6: kid.
3: What kid? You mean the little girl? she just No, was...
6: no, no. The kid. Denny. My
4: chum. <laughs> well, I didn't know
3: you were acquainted with me, Uncle Dennis. I suppose they met in a revolving door and started going around together.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that takes me back to my childhood, Johnny. They didn't have
3: revolving doors when you were a child.
6: No, but they had that joke. <laughs> And furthermore, that ain't the way I heard it. The way I heard it, one feller says to the feller, "Say, hey, hey, he says, <laughs> see where the territory of Hawaii voted to become our 49th state? That's who says, other feller. Pretty close contest. Nope, says the first feller. Them hula girls knew they could swing it." <laughs> Did you say, uh, Denny was?
3: Uh, he's gone home, old-timer, said he, with a glad cry.
2: What'd you want to see him about, Mr. Old-timer?
6: No, he was taking me to a taxi dance tonight, daughter, but I didn't want to go. Why not? Don't care for taxi dancing, Johnny. Oh. Tried it once and kept getting my hip pockets caught in the door handle.
4: Well, <laughs> give the to all the
2: through the house? Yes, I have, dearie. Oh, and do you know what dear old Uncle Dennis did? Oh. He took the rubber plant out of the dining room and put it in the bed and covered it up.
4: <laughs> ah,
2: He loves plants and flowers, you know.
3: That wasn't love. That was sympathy. He saw they were potted, too. <laughs> he ever comes around here.
2: Oh, for goodness sakes. Now, just because he upset the house a little is no... Upset the house?
3: He just about ruined the place. Oh. Wore all my clothes and smoked all my cigars. Upset all... Hello, Fibber. Hello, Molly. Hey, Denny. Are you here? Oh, hey, what is this? Does everybody Uncle know Uncle
2: Dennis guy? has left, Mr. Wilcox. What did you want to see him about?
1: Well, he and I were working out some advertising slogans. have made a
3: great advertising man. He'd have made a great advertising man? Sick. Sick. <laughs> golden-haired little brain children did he leave on your doorstep, Wilcox? (laughs)
1: Well, you know how Johnson's wax is the best possible treatment for floors and woodwork because it positively protects against dust and wear and seals the pores of the wood against dirt and dampness.
2: Yes, we know that. We listen to you every Tuesday night, Mr. Wilcox.
3: (laughs) Did Uncle Dennis come through with a walloping war cry on our wonderful wax, Wilcox? (laughs) Did he? Listen to this slogan. Yes? It was the night before Christmas,
1: and all through the house, Johnson's wax had been used. Why don't you try it?
4: <laughs> well, don't you
3: like it?
2: Well, uh, it, uh, it seems to lack something, Mr. Uh, Wilcox.
3: Sense, I think.
1: <laughs> well, all right, how about this one? Oh, there's more. Little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his Christmas pie. He stuck in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, this is a messy way to eat, but thank
3: goodness the table is protected with Johnson's wax.
4: Well, now,
2: uh, that's much better.
3: No, they're too long, Harlow. They ought to be brief like this. A piece of furniture polished with Johnson wax will reflect your good judgment. Say, that's wonderful.
1: That's terrific. Will reflect your good judgment. Oh, marvelous. I'm going to send that
3: in to Racine right away. I'll see you later, folks. Oh, oh, you (laughs) know. That's not a bad slogan I got there, Molly.
2: I thought so, too. Yeah. The first time I read it on a Johnson wax folder. Now, come on. Come on,
3: help me straighten up this room. Okay, I'll get the vacuum cleaner and you...
7: I'll get it.
3: Hello? Huh? Huh? What do you mean you're ready with Mr. Driscoll's call to Singapore?
2: What? Well, who on earth does Uncle Dennis know in Singapore?
3: I don't know, but I hope it ain't Frank Buck for obvious reasons. <laughs> Hello, operator. Just for that call. The party don't live here anymore. And he didn't have any right to use this phone in the first... Per- huh? huh? Oh, is that you, Mert? ah, uh... uh, How's every little thing, Mert? It is eh? What's say, Mert? Your little brother. Knocked him down and jumped on his face, huh?
2: Oh, who did that to Mert's sweet little brother?
3: Nobody. Mert's sweet little brother done it to a snowman they made yesterday.
4: <laughs>
3: What's say, Mert? No, cancel the call. Okay, Mert. Imagine the nerve of Uncle Dennis using our telephone to call it.
2: Oh, who's that?
3: oh who would it be? It's Mrs. Uppington, the despair of the cosmetic industry.
2: <laughs> ah, yes. East is east, and Westmore is Westmore, and never the twain shall meet.
8: Come in. Oh. oh, how do you do, Mr. McGee? And, and Mr. McGee. Hi, uh, Yuffie. Uh, my goodness, I, I didn't know you would return home. Well, you uh, didn't? Well, then, why did you stop in? Oh, I just wanted to see Dennis about, uh, I mean,
2: as that is, I wanted uh, Uncle Dennis,
3: you mean. So, you met him too, eh? Dust off a chair, Molly. I think our social standing wants to sit down. <laughs>
8: Your uncle Dennis, Mrs. McGee, is an utterly charming man. Oh. Such verb, such savoir-faire, such soire de vivre. <laughs> mm. Such language.
4: <laughs>
3: you must have learned your French from a phonograph record, Uppy. It scratches a little.
8: <laughs> oh, indeed. Well, I should know better than to use such esoteric terms with you. What? You're so Oh, what shall I say?
3: What's the matter with goodbye? <laughs> now don't be rude, dearie.
2: Are you inferring, Mrs. Uffington, that McGee and I are inclined to be a bit naive?
8: Oh <laughs> <laughs> The word is naive, my dear. (laughs) But getting back to your Uncle Dennis, I think he's a perfectly fascinating person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Everybody seems to rave about him.
3: (laughs) When did this strange interlude between you and the chipmunk on our family tree begin, (laughs) (laughs)
8: Abby? the most romantic way, Mr. McGee. Oh. I was attempting to cross fourteenth and Oak Streets in the rain uh-huh. when suddenly dear Benny just shot out of Joe's tavern.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: and then then he lay his coat down in the muddy street for me to step on. Oh no. Yes. Why the dear boy was in such a hurry he didn't even take the coat off before he laid it in the gutter. <laughs> Just too, too fantastic. Oh, not for Uncle Dennis. Oh, it was such a lovely, charming thing to do. You know, I felt just like a queen. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: I imagine Uncle Dennis felt like an ace. <laughs>
8: But Dennis is like that, you know, so dashing, so romantic. You know, he said the other evening that I reminded him of his mother. Ah, isn't that sweet? Because you and her
2: are about the same age, I imagine,
8: huh? <laughs> yes, I imagine that. What? Well, please, Mrs. McGee. Uh, will goodbye. Oh. Goodbye.
4: <laughs> goodbye.
1: And sing moon glow.
7: falling all the sky is still with red- I showed the way in here.
2: dirty dishes taken yeah. out, McGee. Now you can vacuum in here.
3: Okay, where's the vacuum cleaner?
2: Search me. You had it last. Huh? You were trying to fit the bag on your homemade bagpipes, remember? Ah, oh. Okay. Oh,
6: there. Good day, my dear, and a moderately good day to you, Clambate. Mr. Boomer, how do you do? I'm sure. What's on your mind, Boomer? I'd like to have a few words with a visiting relative, Prune Pitt.
3: <laughs>
6: don't mind, and if you do, consider yourself ignored.
2: Well, he's not here, Mr. Boomer, but I can give you his home address if you'd care to write to
6: him. Oh, I believe I have his home address, my dear, right here. gave it to me yesterday. Ah, put that address, oh, address, my. address. Have it here someplace. Here's a little card I got when I weighed myself. It says, uh, you are honest, straightforward, and trustworthy. <laughs> got my weight wrong, too. LAUGHTER Here's a little Chinese puzzle I filched from a puzzled little Chinese
4: <laughs> Here's
6: a short length of clothesline Had an appointment with a night watchman tonight But I'm afraid he's going to be tied up
4: <laughs> Yes,
6: yes Here's a platinum ankle bracelet Ah, so she thought I was just pulling her leg, did she?
4: <laughs>
6: and a check for a short buttermilk That my diet anyway <laughs> no address of Uncle Dennis. Well, it isn't important. I'll tear up his I.O.U. and keep his watch. Good day, my dear, and to you, Q-Ball.
2: Well, Uncle Dennis seems to be very popular with everybody. He's
3: a great guy till you get to know him.
2: Now, listen, you better be careful what you say about him, Uh, dearie. He might remember us in
3: his will. His will? The only thing that mug will ever leave behind him is a general feeling of relief. Uh, have he ever saved a nickname? Oh, there, Mr. McGee. Hello, Fibber. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Where's Denny? Oh.
4: <laughs>
3: Another beautiful friendship has busted into bloom.
2: If you mean the Uncle Dennis, Mr. Gildersleeve, he's gone home.
3: Oh, that's too bad. Charming fellow, your Uncle Dennis. A uh, great zest for living. Ah, uh, yes. He loves life. Uh, he'd love it more if he knew how little he had left. <laughs> when I get a hold of that ham-handed hoodlum... Ah, oh, gonna...
2: now, McGee, let bygones be bygones. I'm glad you like Uncle Dennis, Mr. Gildersleeve.
3: Oh, he's a great fellow. Lots of character. Yeah, he's got character enough for 12 people. None of whom you'd care to know personally.
4: <laughs>
3: did you give him the keys to our house, Gildersleeve? Yes, I did. And I'm glad it gave me the opportunity of meeting such a wonderful personality. Ah, uh, we had great times together going swimming.
2: Oh, uh, my. What? Swimming. swimming at this time of the year?
3: Yes. We used the pool in your basement. What, what are you talking about? We haven't got a swimming pool in our basement. Have you looked lately?
4: <laughs>
3: yes, yes. Uh, Denny found, if you let the laundry tub faucets run for 36 hours, you'd have five feet of water down there.
4: <laughs> we
3: dove off the top of your furnace.
4: <laughs> that does it.
3: Now I know where to pin the blame. You're responsible for all this damage, Gildersleeve, and I'm going to sue you. Is that so? Yes.
7: That's a lot of balloon juice, McGee, and you know it. <laughs> oh, yeah?
3: You can laugh now, Gildersleeve, but wait till I get you into court. They'll fry you in your own fat.
7: You're a hard man, McGee. And you can't scare me. Oh,
2: for goodness sake, stop it, both of you. You beat around the bush like a couple of cranberry pickers.
4: Well, you
1: can't talk like that to me, Mrs. McGee. I'll pin his ears so far back
3: he can hear last week's program.
4: Oh! Not you, that! You not make that. one people pass at me, Gildersleeve.
3: You make one pass at me, and I'll hammer you flatter than a hillbilly soprano. Why, you anemic little squirt. You couldn't punch your way out of a wet paper bag. I can punch my way into one, you wet paper bag. <laughs>
2: Listen, what's all this murderous talk? You know very well, McGee, that you and Mr. Gildersleeve will never fight. Oh, no? No.
3: I'm afraid you're in no condition for it, McGee. Don't worry about my condition, Gildersleeve. I'm always in condition. Why, uh... I used to box with my Pappy. And when I was only 13, I could slap him all around the ring. Slap Pappy McGee, I was no doubt. <laughs> Slap, happy McGee, the speedy, spunky, scrapper of the squared circle, slug and star of the scuffle stadiums whose celebrated socks sold out solid sections of seats at stags and smokers, sneering at second string stumble bums silly enough to seek a set two with the sensation of the century, the superman of slug and slam. Oh, you leaping back in. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm we'll gonna leave the rest of this house cleaning to you. I gotta run down to Kramer's drugstore and get some cigars. That petty larceny uncle of yours smoked mine all up.
2: Well, he had a right to smoke 'em. They were the ones you gave him he gave you for last Christmas. No,
3: they weren't. I bought these myself. The cigars he gave me I buried under a tree in the backyard. Under which tree? You know, the one that fell down and died on New Year's Day. <laughs> Thank goodness this is all over. If that big palooka comes to visit us again before 1957... You answer I'll... it, dearie.
2: I'm trying to sweep up this broken glass Okay,
3: here. it's probably Nick DiPopolis wanting to speak to his dear old pal, Dennis. <laughs> Hello, yes, this is Pipper McGee. And if you want to speak to Uncle Dennis, I'm only too happy to inform you that... <laughs> huh? Who? Oh. Oh, well, Chuck, I thought... <laughs> oh, okay. Goodbye. Somebody want Uncle Dennis? Nobody uh, I know of. That was Uncle Dennis. What? He ain't left town. He's down at Joe's Tavern, and he'll be back here for dinner.
4: Uh... You hear that, Molly? He's coming back. He's coming here. McGee.
2: What are you doing? You're upsetting
3: everything. Yeah, I know. We want him to feel at home, don't we?
4: Come uh... <laughs> them flowers out
1: bright and colorful as the day you bought it, well, then, there's one of your wishes that's come true, because linoleum does stay new-looking when it's protected regularly with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. And what's more, the linoleum lasts much longer, too. So there you have two of the reasons why you should use glow coat on all your linoleum floors. And there's even a better reason. Glow coat is such a time and labor saver. There's practically no work at all applying glow coat, no rubbing or buffing whatsoever. You simply pour a little onto your clean floor, spread it around, and let it dry. In 20 minutes, come back to find a beautifully polished floor and one that will be easy to keep clean because spilled things are quickly wiped up with a damp cloth. If you haven't tried Johnson's self-polishing glow coat on your floors, buy a can from your dealer right away. You'll never regret it.
2: Now, look, dearie. I want you to make an earnest effort to be nice to Uncle Dennis when he comes home. Oh. For my sake, dearie, and for your own, too. I think if you really try, you'll find he's well worth cultivating.
3: Ah, now you're cooking with gas. I'll cultivate him, all right. I'll do better than that. I'll plow him under. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Good night. Um,
4: Good night, all. <laughs>
1: This is Marlo Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good
4: night.
1: How old is your car? Ten weeks or ten years? Whichever it is, you'll be glad to know that now you can keep it wax polished with very little work and at small cost. You can do this because the makers of Johnson's Wax perfected a new auto polish called Carnew, a great labor saver because Carnew both cleans and wax polishes in one operation in half the time it used to take. Your dealer is selling Johnson's Carnew now. The cost is low, and one trial will show you why car owners everywhere are saying, your car looks like new when you use Carnew, spelled C-A-R-N-U. This is the
3: National Broadcasting Company.
1: This is Chicago WMAQ 9 p.m. B-U-L-O-V-A Bull of a Watch Time See the Bull of a Banker 2475 WMAQ